Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Being a Southerner, I decided about a month ago to finally procure a smoker. And ever since then, much to my family's chagrin, I have been smoking anything that doesn't move. I've been able to, and, and I've been able to enjoy the great Southern pastime of watching my team struggle while filling the neighborhood with wood smoke. A few of the smokes have been moderately successful, but some have resulted in something more akin to jerky than supper. And one novice lesson I learned is about the meat stall. Hashtag the stall is real. Experienced cooks know about the meat stall when monitoring the eternal temperature of a large hunk of protein. A phenomenon occurs at some point during the cook when the temperature stops climbing because whatever you are smoking starts to lose moisture and literally begins to sweat. And like an animal or human, when something sweats, it cools itself. Thus, if one were plotting the temperature progression on a graph, Ellen, did you ever think I would use the word plot or graph in a sermon? <laughs> the line of temperature progression would plateau, hence the stall. And only when the stall stops can the protein resume cooking. Stalls or plateaus can occur in lots of endeavors. Learning a new hobby, trying a new sport, starting a new job. At first, the curve is pretty steep, but then you get your feet under you and you begin to learn a few things and eventually you are unknowingly lulled into a false sense of security that you have this thing down. You know what? You're pretty good at it. But then you hit a stall. You make a big mistake that shakes your confidence. Something jumbles your brain and you can't seem to hit the ball any longer. Something that seemed easy when you first started is now very difficult. The stall is real indeed. And the stall is part of discipleship too. In today's gospel, the apostles were, it's only about seven chapters ago in today's gospel that the apostles were called by Jesus. And since then, they have seen many miracles, they have heard many parables, they witnessed the transfiguration, and Peter has confessed that this Jesus is the Messiah, the one that they had been waiting for. But then just before today's gospel, the apostles are arguing about who is the greatest. And when Jesus busts them for talking about what they were talking about, they tattle on another disciple who has been casting out demons in Jesus's name, but doesn't follow Jesus in the same way as the 12. Moses and the Hebrew people have also hit a stall in today's Old Testament. They have been wandering in the desert for a while, and they are tired of walking, and they are tired of eating manna. 
because even miraculous bread from heaven that just appears every morning, I guess that gets stale after a while. Numbers reports, the rabble among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept again and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic, but now our strength is dried up and there is nothing at all but this manna to eat. Stall is real, but the wine is real also. So God, the Lord in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New, must teach his people a hard lesson that being the people of God, being a follower of Christ, isn't always easy. Sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes a walk with God is full of miracles and rainbows and indescribable joy and fulfillment. But other times we stumble. Other times we complain. We grumble. And we crave. Being a Christian can be hard. And sometimes we wonder if this project is really worth the effort. I, like many others, have fallen in love with the television program Ted Lasso. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've heard about it. It's the story of an impossibly optimistic and cheerful college football coach who gets inexplicably hired to coach an English soccer team. The roster is full of characters, and the combination of them and Coach Ted results in much hilarity and mirth. But as the show has progressed and the characters become more nuanced, the plot is exploring some more serious territory. For example, Coach Ted has begun to process his father's death by suicide. Not hilarious, but profound and moving to be sure. And he says to his therapist in the most recent episode, I hate my father for quitting, but he was a good dad. Maybe if someone had told him he was a good dad, his life would have been much different. Ted realizes in that session that his dad walked his walk in a never-ending stall, always feeling like he had fallen short, and finally, he could not take it anymore. But when life when our vocation, when our relationships, when our discipleship gets tough, remember what Jesus says at the very end of today's gospel. Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. We, as fellow disciples, we are called to season each other to help one another when we stumble, to use the gifts that we have been given to pull our brother or sister out of their stall. And then we are meant to be at peace, to do the work 
on who we are and to accept this flawed but beautiful being and then help others to do the same. And one way we could do that, to help others accept that they are, to help others accept who they are, to name, and one way we can do that is to name how they are good. That beautiful hymn that we sang just before the gospel that was written by the American Quakers and Shakers. They knew the stall quite well, but they would turn, they would dance, they would worship, they would pray, and they knew that eventually, as it says at the very end of that hymn, they would turn round right. One way that we can turn right, round right is by telling each other the ways that we are good. To say to one another, you are a good mom. You are a good musician. You are a good teacher. That you cared for me when my dog died. That you are a beautiful child of God. And if we could do that more often, maybe we as individuals and maybe we as communities could get that much closer to being at peace. The stall is real in the smoker and in life, and the stall can affect us in significant and tragic ways but instead of lashing out, as the apostles did, as the Hebrews did, instead of projecting our frustration with ourselves on others, which doesn't solve anything, we could salt, we could build, we could be kind, we could bring peace, we can trust in Jesus, and we could trust that it gets better. And then we, and the world, would be a better place and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Amen.